Come on, Barbara. You sing out to Joshua, and uh, again, thank you for being here. The ordinance of baptism is a beautiful picture of burying the old life and rising to a new life. It's also a picture of Jesus' resurrection, and uh, he is buried in the waters of baptism. They use the, uh, in the Old Testament, they use the going over the Red Sea, and also the Jordan River as the type of baptism, just showing I, I made a public decision and they followed the Lord. Uh, and that's what we're praying for Chris and Brother Tony to do that. In not that indention and sin in the camp, 
Joshua 7, we're not going to read the entire chapter. Last Sunday morning, with the help of others, we did the best we could with looking at uh, Joshua going around the city of Jericho and conquering the, the city. And, and, and if you have your Bible open in Joshua chapter 6, uh, verse 18, it says, And you in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed when you take the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and brass and iron is, are consecrated unto the Lord and shall come into the treasury of the Lord. I put in the introduction, and it's not my quote. It sounds like a good rhyme, and, uh, but the, and both the uh, introduction and the B under Roman numeral 1 and that is, sin fascinates, then it assassinates. And the sin of casualness leads to carelessness. If you just become casual in your walk with the Lord, and it will uh, lead to uh, carelessness in your life, you will uh, succumb to sin. Now, sin is something that to the world appears okay okay to do and we are living in a day where people are calling wrong right and right wrong and also in my title in looking at this there is a problem that i I guarantee you the sermon that i'm about to preach there are several people in this room this morning who will disagree with me this morning but if i make my case based on the word of god then you will have to take it up with god not brother michael okay sin in the camp sin affects individuals families churches and in this case an entire nation now we're going to look in a second uh what happened? And so looking at that couple of verses, taking the accursed thing. Well, what it was, was God was saying the accursed thing and, and throughout their conquest of the promised land or Canaan land. He tried to get them. He said, I've given you this land. There's people already living there and they've built these false churches, places of worship. Some of them even sacrificed their own children, literally kill their own children to their false God. And he's saying anything that belongs to a false religion, destroy it. But it's kind of like the spoils of war. You know, if there's a, a bunch of good iron laying here, a bunch of good gold laying here, silver, put that into the treasury, if you will. And that's you. I've given it to you because I'm giving you this city. Don't take anything that leads you away from me. Don't take any of the accursed stuff. And that was that stuff. So what it was, and a matter of fact, later on we find it was a bunch of uh, uh, stuff, goodly Babylonian-ish garment, some other things that had ties to the false religion of Jericho. Now, 
That's according to our study in history. Now, listen to this. Now, we're going to come across some sin in the camp. Basically this. Why does things you do, folks, follow me. You know this. Things you do affect your family. If you sin, if you commit uh, uh, any sort of sin, that you could call it sins of lying all the way to adultery, abortion. I've, I've counseled people who've had, a, had abortions before. I've even counseled preacher's wives who were dealing with guilt from abortion before they married their current spouse, who was a pastor at the time. Also, and you say, well, that's a horrible sin. But, uh, you know, and, and also I had some of my students saw me. Matter of fact, some of my students grabbed some other guys, and they had a, a Bible question. They ran up to me, and they said uh, they were having a debate because I had taught my students that there's a common misconception about the old adage, sin is sin. A lot of people, a lot of y'all have heard that. Well, sin is sin. In the eyes of God, sin is sin. You know, one sin's not any greater than another sin. That's a fallacy and a misconception. The only time that that applies or is accurate is basically when we're saying we're all sinners. Sin is sin when it comes to we're all sinners. If you tell a little white lie about how many fish you caught, that really doesn't, you know, it's not a huge sin but they say, well, that's just as bad as the sin of murder in the eyes of God. Uh, only to this fact, we're all sinners. I'm just as much a sinner in the eyes of God as somebody in the Ashley County Jail that's there for rape. You say, there's no way, Brother Michael, you're not as bad. No, I'm a sinner. And without Jesus Christ as my Savior, I will die and bust hell wide open. Okay? But... There are, in the Bible too, and God even puts different consequences on different sins. On, uh, say, the sin of stealing. He puts restoration. I'm supposed to restore fourfold to those who I stole from in the Bible. But some sins, even predating the law, there is the sin of the death penalty if you kill somebody, your life will be taken. And that law predates the Mosaic law. Say, well, that's the Old Testament. Well, it's the New Testament too because it was around before the law. Okay? Now, we'll look at this. Now, now where most of you will disagree with me, and I say most of you, hopefully not most of you, some of you will disagree with me this morning, is that is putting yourself under God's authority. We live in a society today where... It's my life, and I can choose to live any way I want to, do anything I want to do, and you don't have any right to judge me. They say, judge me, even though they don't even, people who use that verse are saying, don't even know what the word means, okay? And and basically, judging in Matthew 7, 1 has to do with a false accusation based on little knowledge. So if I say, I saw you... Your car parked at the bar, therefore you must be in there drinking away. Uh, That's judging. You know, I'm making an assumption based on very little evidence, okay? But if if you are uh, uh, shacked up with somebody and uh, have multiple sexual partners, 
you're committing the sin of fornication. Don't judge me. Didn't. Just stated fact. <laughs> Is it fact? Yeah, it's fact. Okay. Not judging. Just stated fact. All right. There's a difference because making an accusation with no knowledge, that's judging somebody. There's a lot of that goes on on Facebook and different things. Now, uh, everybody wants to have a great job, but I guarantee you, you go uh, up here. Uh, how many people we got mill workers this morning? Anybody work at the, any of the CrossFit mills? Raise your hand. You are ashamed of it, aren't you? <laughs> I work at the mill. Okay. As, uh, let me do this uh, another way. How many in here have ever submitted to a drug test? Lift their hand. Okay, thank you very much. You just put yourself under somebody else's authority because you wanted a job there. Okay? But people want to join a church, yet not fall under the authority of God. Okay? There's sin in the camp. Can a church exclude somebody? They say, oh, they churched them. Well, we need to get back to it. Say, where do we start? Start now. We ain't going back in time. Forget what happened in the past. That's a big excuse. Well, if we church somebody or if we exclude somebody or if we practice church discipline, well, then that's wrong because that means we got to go all the way back. No, the church messed up in the past. Just because you messed up as a person in the past and as a parent in the past, do you, does that say, well, since I messed up as a parent in the past, I just need to keep messing up today. No, you need to repent and say, I messed up in the past and I need to start behaving rightly. That's what you need to do as a person and a parent. Right now, you say, I've had enough. I've made, and folks, if you can't learn from your mistakes, you just keep doing them all over again and keep doing the same thing all over again. Sin's in the camp. Now, now listen to me very closely because I'm, I'm packing this 50-minute sermon in 30 minutes, all right? Y'all are getting a full blast. In a minute, we're going to look at a verse in our text. They go in there because of pride and presumption. They go in there, and basically, God gives them Jericho. And you know what they did? They said, now I'm just going to read it, and I'm just going to hit a couple of verses there in uh, Joshua 7. And they see this little old town. They see Hamburg. They've just whipped Little Rock. And now they come to Hamburg. Oh, man. A bunch of rednecks. This is going to be a piece of cake. And the Bible says that they go up. Let's just take a few people. Let's don't trouble everybody. So basically, they've already committed the sin of pride, thinking that they actually beat Jericho. Let's not trouble everybody. Let's just take a few people. It's only Hamburg, and we're going to whoop the snot. Excuse my East Texan. But we're going to whoop the snot out of Hamburg. They called it AI. All right. <clears throat> they go in there. Well, all of a sudden, they're the ones being whipped, and they're the ones turning their backsides to AI and running for their life. Those men, those rednecks came out of there. I mean, this is everything from the swamp people to everybody else and the kinsmen too. And they're coming out and they ran all of those folks off. And they caused Joshua and his leadership to hit their knees. Now, here's where, there's the sin. Now, let me ask you this. Why, how can, and let me just grab our Bible and take a peek at this. All right? 
Pride goes before the fall. Boy, we're casual. The children of Israel, so <clears throat> in looking at this, committed a trespass in the accursed thing. No, nobody knew at first. It says, For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now, I don't know, because later on it tells you how they went through the allotment process. And, uh, and it says, beginning with verse 16, they start going, okay, God, is it this tribe? Okay, and they get to the tribe of Judah, and God says, it's that tribe. Somebody messed up in this tribe. Then they get to the tribe of uh, uh, the family. It says they came before them by families, all right, in chapter 7 and uh, verse 17. And then finally, Zabdi comes along. Zabdi is a proud grandparent, but his grandson, Achan, royally messed up. Now, let me ask you this. Just looking at verse 1, just looking at verse 1, this seems unfair. Look at verse 1. Because of that family, because of that tribe, because of one man sinned, and then it says, and at the end of verse 1, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. This seems unfair. Why should one person mess up and cause our whole church to suffer and your whole family to suffer? It can happen. You know why? You know why? Turn, that's verse 1, and look at verse 11. One man commits sin. One person. It could have been him and his brother together. But Achan is singled out. And it comes down to verse 11. Israel has sinned. Now, folks, verse 11 occurs before verse 16 on down, doesn't it? It does. And it says, Israel has sinned. They've also transgressed my covenant. In other words, don't take any of the cursed stuff which I commanded them. They've taken the accursed thing. They've stolen. They've disassembled. And they put it. Even among their own stuff. You didn't even know the word stuff was in the King James Bible, did you? All right. They put it in their own stuff. The word disassembled means deceit. Basically this to cover up. So this tells me as I study this, follow me very closely. Listen to me very closely. Does this ring a bell? Somebody sins and messes up in life. The family says, it's okay. We will pretend you're not doing anything wrong. Matter of fact, we'll help not spread the word. We'll help you cover it up. We'll, and then the word, folks, this is, that nation is just like Ashley County. Everybody knows everybody else's business. If you don't like living in Ashley County, yes, you got to move. That's the nature of Ashley County. All right? So you just have to deal with it. I'm dealing with it. Y'all been dealing with it longer than I've been alive. All right? Living here, 
in the same way in the nation of Israel. Everybody knows everybody else's business. Somebody messes up and everybody in their family, the dad, the grand, folks, the dad is brought out. The grand, Zabdi, the grandpa is brought out. The great grandpa is brought out and all of them had a hand in it, either covering it up, lying about it, participating in it, and or pretending that it didn't happen. And their sin caused the whole nation to suffer. Just like a church. Just like a family. Churches today are very good and families at pretending nothing's wrong. Pretending everything's okay. Not dealing with the problem. And folks, sometimes the right thing to do is the hardest thing to do, but we don't have guts enough to stand up to our own family members, much less any other church member. It's hard to have those. We have dads in here who won't change a diaper and won't talk to their kids about the birds and the bees, so therefore they just act like everybody else in Ashley County. Yep. And therefore, why should we be surprised when our kids or grandkids act like everybody else when we won't take, we won't even stand up to them? And it's not a fact. You can stand up somebody in the machoism John Wayne style and act this way or I'm going to bust you up. You know. But how can we stand up to somebody in love? But love hurts. To say I'm going to love you, I've got to draw a line. Now, And looking at this in our text, in our outline, if you picked up a bulletin, they dealt with the sin. Folks, it says here, before they dealt with it, they hit their knees. Verse 6, they fell to the earth. They put dust upon their heads. And, uh, and he said, Lord... What are we going to do when we're being whipped? Verse 8 and verse 10. I want to hit verse 10 before I move on. You've got something going on. You know, and I think it's kind of a blessing and a curse that me as the pastor, everybody else in Ashley County knows about it but the preacher. Unless they put it on Facebook for all to see. And it's great whenever I open Facebook and see church members with a can of beer. Yeah! I'm so proud of them. <laughs> That's the church members I love. Yeah. I didn't get too many amens on that one. Oh, yeah. So proud of them. Okay. So basically, we get to verse 10. And we've got sin in the camp. We've got sin in our family. We've got sin in the church. Preacher, we're pissing out at him the invitation. I've got sin in my life. I need to confess that I had men, grown men my age, I prayed with this week confessing sin. I confess sin. 
We come down here to the altar during the invitation. We pour out our heart for our broken kids and grandkids and great-grandkids and we're crying. I hope there's tear stains in the carpet. But we need to do what God told Joshua to do. After we get up from the altar, and I hope, man, I hope we all, man, y'all have seen me. I'm not, I'm the pastor and I'm not afraid of the altar. I'm a grown man with gray hair and I'm not afraid of the altar. Doing my best to raise my kids the right way. And if y'all see me do any different, come to me. Talk. Communicate. Don't talk about somebody. Talk to them. After I've prayed about it, and I guarantee you, I'll go ahead and, you know, if my kids mess up publicly, and I find out about it, and I, I'm not afraid of them, I am of God. And nobody else may have the guts to do it, but I will bring my kid before you, and we will apologize together. What did God say to Joshua? Get thee, I'm in verse 10 by the way. Get up. You've fallen on your face before me. That's you and me down at the altar praying for our wayward kids and grandkids. Get up. What are you doing lying there on your face? Which means this. Roman numeral 3, deal with the sin. Let's deal with it. We've prayed about it. Let's deal with it. That means we need to talk. What's the step one? I need to go talk to them. They came before the Lord by families, man by man. Folks, men are responsible for what goes on in the family. Very few men, you know, and I'll say this publicly. My wife is outspoken. My wife will tell me what she... I don't have to worry about where she stands. You know? But she, to her credit, lets me be the man of the house. She can't help the way God wired her. I can't either. I'm wired the way I'm wired. Comes down to the big decisions, she doesn't want to make them. She says, Michael, I want you to make them. I packed up to leave after lunch. She said, I hate to see you go. I love to hear that. She is my wife. She lets me be her husband and lets me be the kid's dad. More than a biological parent, lets me be the dad and supports me and prays for me in that role. She has out loud with her lips prayed for me as a husband and a dad. Okay? So get up. They find out who's guilty. They deal with it. And you say, well, that's in the Old Testament. They, well, by the way, they killed them. They killed them. Verse 25, Joshua, why hast thou troubled us? Joshua said, The Lord shall trouble thee this day, and all Israel stoned him with stones. And burned them, his family, with him with fire. Basically, they stoned them to death and they cremated them. 
You say, well, that's the Old Testament. Well, you want a dose of the new? You, okay, you don't you go down that road with me. You, okay, so that's the Old Testament. That's the, okay, you want a dose of the New Testament? Let's go. I put the Scriptures in there for you. Okay? Matthew chapter 18. Okay, going to go there real quick. And you say, and if it looks like I'm preaching out of anger, I'm not. I'm preaching out of frustration. I know there's no parents in here that's ever been frustrated. Hello? Amen? Any, any frustrated parents out there? Huh. They're saying, oh me, is what they're saying. Yeah, it's frustrating being a parent. It is. You can't act, you can't make your kid, I don't care. I mean, I've seen five-year-olds beat them till there's no meat back there. And they're still tough. That's why you've got to become smarter than them. Not harder than them, smarter. Some of, sometimes we don't take the time to do that. Verse 15, there's only three reasons for church authority over somebody. And folks, we've moved on the age of grace. All we do now is we're supposed to discipline them. Thank the Lord we don't live under the law. We would stone them. So now we're just saying, it's kind of like this. You fail a drug test, you know, people say, you can't do that, but you want to work for a company and give a sample and, uh, you you know, I'm trying not to say that, and, uh, you know, take a drug test and I want to work for you. I mean, you can't do it in the NFL. You can't do it in the paper mill. You can't do it anywhere. And that's what you're doing on your own free time. But back there, we don't read that church covenant enough. Okay? We don't read that church covenant enough. There's in there about living a moral life after you become a church member. Because that's not scripture, but it's scriptural. Okay? And in here, so, you know, we're in the age of grace, which basically this, to deal with sin in the Old Testament, to deal with sin in the Old Testament means you restore or die. Get right, he said, confess and die. In the New Testament, thank the Lord, we have deal with sin. How do you do it? Confession and forgiveness. And what's really cool is, is I don't care if you, you know, people probably get tired of it. They won't trust you anymore. But if you were to come before the church and apologize 50 times for the same sin, the same chapter that deals in Matthew 18 that deals with personal offense, you know what's in there? The level of forgiveness. How many times am I supposed to forgive my brother or sister if they come to me? Seven times he thought he was being generous. And Jesus said, no, 490 times. But he wasn't meaning a number. He was saying, as often as they come before you, forgive them. We do live in, a, in an age of forgiveness. But you know what it says? If they don't ask for forgiveness, you need to dismiss them. You say, well, that's wrong. Take it up with the Lord. Do you, if y'all want me to cut that out of the Bible, you'll have to fire me. If I've got to cut it out. But we've got to start with families. The example is by families. You say, well, who's going to do this? I'll tell you who's responsible. The dads and the grandpas in this audience are the responsible ones. 
according to the Bible. It's not the preacher. I'm not the policeman. Y'all called me here to pray and preach the word. And I try to I call and text you and come by the hospital and see you. I can't be in more than one place at a time because I love you. And I want to call and check on you and see you. I can't be in more than one spot at one time. I'll do it and Trey will do it. But God called us to preach the word. All the other things we do are a benefit. All right? Now we're supposed to have an invitation. You see the scripture, there's only three reasons for church action discipline. But they'll never be hardly dealt with because, like I say, we don't have the guts to do it. But we do it right, not out of trying, well, I want to kick them out of church. No, you, this is only done as a last resort. I mean, there's that misconception again. Well, it's the last resort. It's when people thumb their nose up at the church and God, I don't care. You need to take your church and mm. and that's and if they have that attitude, should they be a church member? But that's what they're saying when they live their life and I can do I can do anything I want to and God, huh? You can do that. And that's the way they treat God in the church. And I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm trying to keep my lips shut. That's what it sounds like. All right. Verse 17. You go to him. Verse 16. You go to him. You tell him you love him. You want him to get right. Verse 17. I'm in Matthew 18. It's there for you. It's in print. And if he says, I don't care, neglect means I don't care. You neglect your children, see what kind of parents you are. You don't care about them. Neglects the church. I don't care about the Lord of the church. Let him be a heathen man and a publican. That's a personal offense. Somebody does you wrong, says something against you. Go to them. Don't talk about them. Talk to them. Not even going to read the last two because I'm losing you. I won't lose you. Only two other reasons for church action. The first one, personal offense, probably the most common. And that one is the most spelled out. You keep reading, it tells you about forgiveness. Forgive, 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 forgive. But say, I've already prayed about it. It's a public sin. It's not only known by everybody in Ashley County, it's known by everybody in the Facebook world. Therefore, it's public. Can't get any more public than that. Uh, immoral offense, uh, there was uh, talking about fornication and drunkenness. That's what, you go to 1 Corinthians 5, that's what it's talking about. And that's the same way. You go to them, you want to resort, please live your life correctly. You've done this in public. Please get it right. Family members need to be the one going to them, begging them to do right. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts. Lastly, I've dealt with all three of these, by the way, is the sin of heresy. False teaching in a church. It says a heretic after the first, and I'm quoting uh, Titus 3.10, a heretic after the first and second admonition, reject. Reject them. Don't, don't. We don't need somebody. If I'm teaching you're saved by grace, you don't need somebody in Sunday school teaching you're saved by 
partaking the Lord's Supper and being good. That's, that's contradictory. Folks, I, I know, I, I got up here, it's been exactly 33 minutes. Okay? I did the best I could. It's not an easy sermon. And if I didn't preach this, you know, I mean, it's the same thing that you've told your kids. This hurts me a lot worse than it hurts you. But as the son said, not in the same place. Okay, yeah, that's what the son says. And it, it does. You don't think it frustrates, I mean, me whenever... I feel your hurt. I feel your pain. Does this mean that we need to... What do we need to start doing? Just start doing right today. You cannot change the past. Live for the Lord. Say, I want to be a better parent. I want to, I want to, I want to be a kind of parent that I can... I, I love them enough that I can talk to them and say, I need to do this, and I can draw a line, I can say this, if you want to live in rebellion, I cannot continue to support your rebellion. As we prepare for a hymn invitation, Brother Norman and our musicians get ready. You say, well, what I do, what I do, I've had people, listen to me very closely, I've had people tell me, Brother Michael, so-and-so is living this way or doing this. You need to go see them. My response for the last, well, I had to learn the lesson the hard way. So instead of 27 years, let me say the last 25 years. uh, Well, me and you will go together because that's what the Bible says to. And I will. I'll go support you. As you talk to them, it doesn't matter who it is. I guarantee you, if you're willing to go, I will never back away from helping, listen to me very closely, helping any church member do what's in the Bible. And it doesn't have to be the pastor. It could be another trusted family member. Another, It could be a trusted deacon. So I trust them. They know the situation. I want to ask them to go there. But it's up, according to the Bible, it's up to family members to deal with family members. And it's a very diff. It's not easy. Not easy. But if God is letting our church suffer or hurt, it could be because there's sin that needs to be dealt with. Tell somebody you love them, but hey, even though you love them, you got to do right. You got to do right.